Hello, Mama. So excited to be here with you today. And I have brought back Lauren, our uh, leader of our Facebook group, who is just such an amazing human and an incredible mama, as you're going to hear more about on today's episode. I'm so excited to share this episode with you because it has a ton of practicals in terms of teaching your kids about God and what that looks like. And I don't think we can talk enough about it. I don't think we can get enough perspectives on this. Uh, Lauren also has older kids and just more experience. And so I'm just so excited to share with you what this has looked like in her family. And truly, I was blessed by it. Just getting ideas for things I can do with my kids now, getting ideas for what I can do in the future. And I know that if you really for all of you, whether you feel like you have a handle on this or not, I think all of us can be blessed by today's episode. So get excited. It is such a piece of encouragement. And speaking of encouragement, I just want to say thank you to all of those of you that um, share this ep- this this podcast with others, whether it's shooting a text to a friend or posting on your social media or whatever that looks like. It really means the world to me. And it just helps more mamas find this space to heal and grow and we can do that together. So thank you for doing that. And if you haven't, if you've been listening and you've been around here for a minute, uh, take a minute. And if this has impacted you, go and share that. Send a text message to a friend with your favorite episode or post it on your social media, whatever that looks like. And, um, you know, I'm not on Instagram very often, but I eventually do see that you post. So tag me so I can see it. Um, and just thank you in advance for doing that. I just love the opportunity to get to spread this, this gift this free gift of the podcast to people so that they can have more resources to grow and become the the mama, human, daughter of the king, wife, all of it that they're created to be. So thank you for doing that. But without further ado, I am so excited to share with you Lauren's tips on how to teach our kids about God. Let's go. Welcome to the Morning Mama podcast, where it is time to wake up to the life you were created for. Come join me on a journey to heal from your past, craft a healthy, joy-filled life, and discover the gifts and passions inside of you that the world needs. Hi, I'm Brittany, a former marriage and family therapist who is ready to help you grab hold of your courage, step out in faith, and discover that your life can become more than you ever dreamed possible. This is Morning Mama, a place for you to throw off all that has been holding you back and run into true freedom. All right, mamas, as I already got you excited, um, Lauren is back to share some more of her wisdom with us. I know that so many of you loved the last episode um, because she's just amazing and her stories are so real. And I know it just impacted me in such a deep way. So I know you're excited for today's episode. We are going to uh, just hear from Lauren about what it has looked like in her home to share about Jesus with her kids. How does she parent in this way? What does she use? What, what does that all look like? And I know so many of us were on this journey of trying to do this, trying to live in this way where we, we teach our kids this at an early age so they can walk with Jesus for the rest of their lives. And so, you know, I, I share about books I've read and different strategies I use, but ultimately like that it's not a one size fits all thing. Uh, we all have different angles on this, different ideas, different strategies. And even just like the, 
for me, what I'm, one of the things I'm excited about is just a cross-cultural idea about what this looks like. And, you know, I know it might not be that different, but I think just people from different perspectives sharing what they do is so helpful. So Lauren, I am really excited, as I already said, to have you here and uh, just to hear some of your wisdom as a mom. So um, share again just about the age of your kids and what this journey has looked like so far. And um, yeah, I would love to hear all of it. For sure. Thanks for having me back again. Hi, everyone. Um, So I have two children. I have Henry, who is eight, and he is a sport-loving hurricane of energy. Um, So sitting still for long periods of time, quite a challenge for, um, I imagine, most eight-year-old boys, but certainly mine. Uh, And then I have Lily, who is 13, who is sensitive, uh, really creative, and uh, yeah, a really emotional young woman. So quite different kids, which you'll hear me talk about soon, really does make a difference in terms of how I both parent them on the daily, but also um, more specific to this um, podcast is around how do I lead out with each of them individually learning about Jesus. Um, And so I I guess one of the things that sits there for me is the importance of knowing your kids, which is a no-brainer, right? It is important for us to know our kids. But what I mean is, how how do they work? How do they learn? What resonates with them? What seems to work well? And what I've learned is what works really well for Henry would not work for Lily at all and vice versa. So I learned that at a a really young age. So with Lily, when she was three, sitting and coloring and doing crafts and things, right up her alley, loves that stuff. Henry, not a chance. He would want to be wrestling and kicking a ball around and things. So already, I know that the way that I'm going to approach engaging with them throughout their lives is really different. And it's no different when it comes to teaching them about Jesus. I have to use methods that meet them where they're at. Um, And so that has probably been one of the key learnings for me and uh, I guess a foundation in how I approach teaching them about Jesus. But all that aside, I want to acknowledge, first of all, that I'm no expert in this. I don't get it right all of the time. Um, I wish I could tell you that we have these amazing routines in our house that I use every day. I just want to be real. That is not the case. There are seasons in life that we are better at this than others. um, And there are seasons in life where we are busier than others. Um, And when I look back at when they were not at school, when they were younger, now I think, oh, I had such an opportunity then to spend more time with them, um, teaching them about Jesus. And I really, I really missed the boat. So uh, can I offer encouragement to all of you who have littles that you have more time potentially to sit with them and read a Bible study and explore it than when they get older and there's so much going on outside of school. There's sport, there's all those extracurricular activities. So for my kids at the moment, grabbing half an hour here and there is more realistic than an intentional moment of time every day because every day looks different in our house. So yeah, uh, yeah, I'm I'm absolutely no expert, but I, I can talk to you about what's worked for me along the way. 
Yeah. And I mean, that's kind of like you were saying last time you're here that none of us are perfect. So we're all doing the best we can and, and there's different things that work for each of us. And so I love just how real you are, first of all, about like, you know, the ideal is up here, but that's not reality. Like that's not realistic for our family in in this season. And I think just kind of owning that is so refreshing because I think so many of us have this ideal of what it looks like to teach our kids about Jesus or even to be a mother at all. And this, this ideal is in our head and we feel like we're constantly failing to live up to that. Um, but the reality is that that ideal, no one's living that ideal. Like we're all, we're all living some variation of of an attempt at that ideal. Um, but to just have that refreshment of like, yeah, that's just not possible. This is what it does look like though. And I think that's just encouraging. And I, I, I know, you know, I have a perfectionistic mindset that I struggle with sometimes. And I know some of you listening have that as well. And so just to like, throw that aside because that can so get in our way of even trying when we're like, well, I don't know how to sustain this every day. So maybe I shouldn't even try. And so then we just don't. And then obviously we fail even more because we're not even trying at that point. So Lauren, thank you for being real and just kind of letting, giving us the permission to, to make it fit how it's going to fit in this season. I think that's so helpful. Yeah. And I just want to pick up what you said. I, I guess I've just had this moment of realization that that's the enemy, right? When we think, oh, well, if I can't do um, prayer at bedtime every night with my kids, then I just shouldn't do it at all. Or, oh, we didn't say grace at dinner last night. Well, we may as well not do it anymore. That's the enemy using every opportunity to plant some some doubt and yeah. something that's going to you know, take you away from what that goal is of drawing your kids nearer to Jesus. And so one of the things I would encourage you to do is if in doubt, just do something because something is always better than doing nothing. That's so if great. you try something and it goes really badly, you know, you try and sit with your beautiful eight-year-old boy and maybe you've prepared a Bible study or whatever it is and He's just kicking a ball against the wall, may or may not be a true story in my life. Uh, That's okay. So that approach didn't work. What can you do instead? Can you kick a ball with him while talking about, hey, when you play sport, what do you think it looks like to shine Jesus' light? What could you do when you're playing sport? So those are the kinds of moments that I aim for now rather than Um, really structured approaches because I know what happens for me is when I create a plan and a structure and I don't fulfill it I feel like a failure Um, and as you would have heard me share in my my last episode with Brittany I have a tendency then to run to go well I'm not good enough I'm out of here and actually what I am learning about myself is just give something a try and if it doesn't work that's okay own that try the next thing um And I guess the other thing for me is at least, if nothing else, am I making my faith visible to my children? So Mm. I talked about that wasn't my experience growing up, that um, my parents' faith seemed to be quite private other than going to church on a Sunday. So in my conversations with my friends, with our home group, when they come into our house, after church, when my children are around, do they hear me talking about my faith? Do they hear me talking about the struggles I'm having to find the time to pray, to read my Bible? 
just the realness of trying to walk with Christ in an age-appropriate way, obviously. I don't want to expose them to too much that um, isn't right for them. But that's something that I just try to do on the daily is, oh, I mucked up. God, I'm sorry. Or, oh, thanks, God, for that car park or whatever it might be just letting them see my faith um, in action and that when I am doing works or when I am doing service, I'm also articulating to them why so that they don't just think you have to do good stuff because that's what makes you a Christian. I'm trying to link it to um, what's biblical around that. So that they've been a couple of key things for me. And we do uh, host a, a home group, we call it, in, a, in our church, in our home. So my children are still up. They're still awake when those people arrive. So they hear those interactions. Um, then they are old enough now that they're able to put themselves to bed on that night. But they hear, how's your week gone? Oh, we were praying for your grandmother. How's she doing? They hear that bit. So again, giving visibility to their dad and I's faith, I think is really important. And then I love that. That's something that like, I don't think I have even heard articulated in that way. Like, and it's so simple. It's like, we're already doing all of these things, right? We might even be praying in our head in the middle of moments of conflict with our kids or discipline or, or not knowing what to do or whatever it is being overwhelmed. And we're already praying in our head. So why not do it out loud? Why not invite them into that space? Why not allow them to see how you are relying on God in those little moments? And, um, I, I think like I'm in this season, just all about, okay, how can I put in less time and effort because there's so much to carry that I drop things. I can't add more. Um, and so I love thinking about like how to be more intentional with the spaces that we already have, how to like be so present in those. And so I love, this is such a good way where it's like, we're already doing these things. We're already with our kids. We're already talking to God. Like, how do we just, just kind of unveil that remove that separation so that they can just have this visible window into it. And I think that's so powerful, Lauren, what a, what a beautiful way to articulate that. And even after church, right? So, um, uh, you know, for most of us who are plugged into a church, I imagine your children might go off to a children's program while you stay in the service, or, or maybe you're running a children's program or whatever, but that, that car journey on the way home is a great opportunity to go, Hey, what did, what did you learn but don't forget to share with them, what did you learn as a mum or as a father? Because they may have been on two really different topics. So they might have been covering off Romans. You might have been covering off Hebrews. Let's share a little bit about what we each learned. And what I find really amazing is that my kids are way better at telling me about what they learned and articulating the Bible story, whereas I'll go, oh yeah, we kind of learned something in Hebrews about the need to, or, you know, dot, 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 whatever it will be. So it's great to give them mastery and to allow them to share learning with you. And then you can ask some questions. And actually often I take away some really good stuff from what mm. the teaching that they have had. Sometimes it actually illuminates more for me than the, the sermon. Um, wow. It just, it just depends. That's so cool. And another, just that's such a good example. I love all your little examples. Cause it's like, okay, that's something doable. I've, I've never thought to do that. I don't think I've tried that. Like sharing what I have learned. 
I mean, my kids are small, so I'd have to, you know, put it in digestible chunks, but my son's getting four, he's four, he's getting there. Um, but that's just such a great example of how we can just create that conversation and and be an example for them in that. So yeah, keep, keep those coming. That's so helpful to hear you, how you do this. Cause even if it's, oh, God really reminded me in church today that I need to say sorry more. Just a little thing. It doesn't have to be, well, we learned these verses and I, I, you know, here's what they were. It doesn't have to be that. It could just be the takeaway um, sometimes. So yeah, Mm -hmm. I'm, I am all about building in to what already exists in my day rather than adding on. So um, I guess that links to the next suggestion that I have, which is find the moments. So for some people, that's routine. So knowing where those moments are in your day that you bring Jesus in with your children. So for some people, that might be prayer in the morning before they go off to school. It might be uh, like in your house, how you kind of do that breakfast routine and are able to talk to your kids about a Bible story. In my house, between kind of 6 a.m. and 7.30 a.m., absolute chaos. So there's just no way that we can sit down together and do that. Um, But there are other moments. So the drive to school, it's quite lengthy for us. We have about um, just under an hour in the car to the drop off to the two schools. And so there's an opportunity then to go, what do you think today at school you might do to shine Jesus' light, like just a, just conversations. Um, sometimes it might involve prayer. Generally, my kids are pretty keen to get out of the car and they're not that excited about me um, praying with them because, you know, we're in the embarrassing mum stage. Uh, so, it, you know, you have to know where your kids are at and, and what's helpful. But, um, you know, it is bedtime a time where you're very intentional about spending time with your kids. And so if it is, if you don't already have prayer as part of that, could you? If you don't already do a devotional together, could you? It's not you have to, but are these moments that work? Um, when you're when you have a teenager, like I do, friendship challenges come up all the time. So when you're talking through how to respond to friendship challenges, how can you bring in Jesus into that? How can you bring prayer into that as well as wisdom and strategies and all of those other things that you're probably already doing? Just putting a different filter across that. Conflict, when there's been conflict in the home, how we deal with that. Where's Jesus in that process? Um, If there are moments where perhaps someone hasn't told the truth, using that as a moment to bring Jesus in. So it's stuff that's coming up anyway, but rather than just dealing with it in a a worldly way or the way that, um, you know, parenting culture might tell us to just bringing Jesus into that moment. So find the moments. So great. Um, And just even something I've heard before is kind of tagging off of that, like finding those moments too, where your kids are kind of more open. Like there's going to be times where they just don't want to talk. They're kind of more closed off, but then they, you know, want to talk at the most inopportune times where you're like, no, I need to go to bed or whatever it is, but like really um, jumping on those moments where they're kind of more open because that's such an essential window into them. And like, it's, it's worth it, you know, worth that sacrifice to kind of be there in those moments with them. Um, And then 
another thing that just as I hear you talking about it, it sounds like a, a, a way you teach your kids a lot is asking questions. And that's something even in the last uh, episode we did, you talked about, I think that's such a, a powerful tool that you have. And I think it's so essential for all of us to to be help our kids be curious and to be thinking and not just to be, you know, we, we think of teaching and sometimes we think of like telling and, and telling them the Bible story and telling them what to do and telling them the verse and all of these things, which there can, it, and is a place where at times, um, but I know a couple things, one, sometimes our kids are going to shut down if we, we do too much talking and too much teaching. Um, and two, I know some people don't do this because they think, well, I don't know how to teach a Bible story. I don't know how to teach my kids about this. I'm just figuring it out myself. And so I love the simplicity and the beauty and the power of questions because it really allows you to, to help your kids make it their own and think through it. And you don't have to have any kind of biblical knowledge. Like these are simple questions we can ask our kids that are really going to get them thinking and spur this on. So it's, it's so cool to hear these examples you're sharing with us. Yeah. And, and then what it also does is that you will find they start to ask you questions. So over time, I found particularly with Lily, that it's not uncommon now for you know, when we're driving together in the car for her to suddenly launch some sort of question at me that is entirely linked to walking with Jesus. And you don't have to have the answers in that moment. Sometimes the best thing that I can do is be real and say, gosh, you know what? I don't know. I've never really thought about that. When we get home, shall we check that out together? Or let's make some time to check that out together. Or even what do you think because sometimes the beauty in what she comes back with, I go, wow, that's so wise. And I didn't even know that you'd read that. Or, or she'll say, oh, in my devotional, it talked about, and I'll be like, wow, that's really amazing. So there can just be such treasure in those moments. And you don't have to know it all, have it all together. In fact, it's really good for them to see that you you don't, that you're on this journey together, that walking with Christ is not about being a perf perfect scholar and knowing your Bible inside out and back to front. It's an ongoing journey and that you can walk that together with your kids. Yeah. And it even just reminds me of your testimony about how the reason you left the church is because you felt like you had to be good enough for God. And so when we show our kids that we don't know all the answers and we're making mistakes. It just gives them that permission and, and the, the, a better picture of the reality that we're supposed to come broken and humble and not knowing it all. And so I, there's so much power in letting them into that, that brokenness that, um, you know, not knowing all of the answers all of the time there, that's such a powerful thing for them to get to see. Yeah. And I mean, Linked to all of that is is back to what I said at the start about the importance of knowing your children and um, what their needs are and how they learn and what works for them. So um, with, with Lily, she is definitely all about quality time, those deep and meaningful conversations. And so regularly scheduling out an hour with her where we work through a, a Bible study guide, you know, for teenage girls together. Um, where we can pray together, that's really fruitful for her. She really, she wants that. She enjoys it. She loves going to the store and picking, you know, the book that we're going to work through together. We have a, 
I don't know what it is. I guess it's like a journal, but it's pre-written for mothers and daughters where the same questions are on two pages side by side. She answers them and then she gives the book to me and then I answer them. And then I flip over to the next page. I answer the next series of questions and give it back to her. And it gives real insight into where we're both at as women in our lives uh, it gets us to reflect on things and it creates a really deep bond which is important for her now Henry he wouldn't even write on the pages if I he'd probably put <laughs> stickers on them or forget where the book was loser I don't know so that wouldn't work for him but it definitely works for Lily um, she is more independent at 13 so helping her find a bible app or um, you know going out and purchasing a beautiful bible that was helpful for her those are the things that she is at at her age and stage she's also now she stays in at church with us so we're able to talk with her about the sermon uh, she goes to youth group so we're able to talk with her about what did she learn at youth group hugely different to Henry who is more reliant on us still to lead him uh, and what uh, through, through a process of elimination and, and many many failures what I would say for him is is that I've needed resources and I, I mean I guess you could say I've needed that for Lily as well finding those bible studies and things but what I know about him and what engages him well is it needs to be active so he's a really active learner um, so some of the things I've noted down here is that devotionals do work with him, but they need to be linked to things that he's really interested in. So science and facts and the real world. So um, Louis Giglio, I think that's how you say his name, his devotionals have been amazing for Henry because it's all about real world stuff. And then there's a piece about, you know, God and um, a little prayer at the end. That's been really engaging for Henry. If it was really, um, uh, I guess, a lot more Bible-based and unpacking stories, I'm just not sure that that would maintain his attention okay. at the moment. As I mentioned, he's, you know, he's a bit all over the place. So that really works. They're short. There's one a day. Um, he loves hearing about the science or the facts in relation to the earth. And then we link it back to God. And then there's some prayer. Um, there are some great apps out there which have really engaged him. So um, ones where there are videos of a Bible story and then you know, the kids are prompted to ask some questions uh, and then they might even progress through some levels and be rewarded for their responses to those questions, quizzes, those sorts of things. Um, so I have found God for Kids and Bible for Kids are really great apps for Henry. They're probably, he'll probably outgrow them, I think, by the end of this year, but probably from ages six to eight, I think they've been really great for him. Um, and then in terms of prayer, either having a, a structure that he follows, a really simple structure, which is one thing that I'm thankful for, one thing that I need help with, and one thing I want to pray for um, about another person. So a really simple prayer structure has worked for Henry. Or again, using an app, um, Lectio for Families, we have found really good 
Uh, it has a guided prayer morning and night, and it has opportunities where it tells you to pause and reflect with your child. So if you don't know how to do that stuff, either having a really simple prayer structure that you just do night after night after night, or having an app that helps prompt you, um, they have been things that I've found really helpful for Henry. And I have the privilege of seeing little Toby on the screen. So hey, little man, it's nice to see you. Hi, and sorry, I thought I was muted. So apparently Toby's gonna, <laughs> gonna be on here. Um, wow, thank you so much for sharing all of that. I think like these kind of resources and um, ways of thinking about it are so helpful. Um, and just even again, the realness of like, what do I do with this kid? <laughs> like he's so, he doesn't want to do these things that I know to do. And I love your dedication to him and just finding um how, what works for him. And, and it's just so beautiful, just your persistence in helping him grow and learn about God. And I love that you just didn't give up and you're willing just to fight for, um, that relationship with him, that relationship with him and God. And it's just so cool. And just these resources are amazing. So thank you for just sharing all of that. So helpful, seriously. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, it would be very easy to go, oh, it's technology, you know, it's terrible, we need to refrain from that. Um, and I do think you need to apply some wisdom to it. So, uh, you know, when Henry would say, oh, can we do, you know, Bible for kids, I would always be checking about or reminding him, oh, yeah, absolutely, let's do some learning about Jesus rather than the fun game on the app or whatever. Um, but what I found is that, again, through asking questions before we, we put the app on, like, what did we learn last time? Can you remember? He absolutely, there was knowledge there. And so that reinforced for me, this is a good approach because the learning is landing with him. Now, uh, as I said, I think probably by the end of this year, he will have outgrown those things and we will need to find something else. And so uh, some of the apps that Lily uses, the Bible app with different plans, there are kids section on there where they watch a video and then there's a guided prayer. That will probably be where we go next, I imagine. But at the moment, tapping the screen on Jerusalem and answering three questions about it from the Bible is absolutely what engages Henry and what leaves him with some learning. Um, arguably, he's probably got more knowledge than I do on the Old Testament as a result. So I'm really grateful for technology in that way. Um, and in our house, we limit other forms of technology anyway. So it's kind of all that he gets. That's so cool. Yeah. Um, so amazing to know that it works like <laughs> to hear that result. And I love that you, you check and you're just so diligent about just teaching your kids and it's so beautiful, such a beautiful example to share with us. So thank you for, for just letting us into your life, a little window into what it looks like in your home. It's very powerful. Absolutely. So just, yeah, give it a go. If in doubt, do something would be my one takeaway. And if it's not the right something, try something else. That's so great. So great. Well, thank you, Lauren. I'm, I'm so just in awe of you and tremendously blessed by you. And I know so many women listening are as well. Um, and Hey, I know most of you know this, but 
you can, if you have questions for Lauren, if you want to know more about this, if you want to just get to know her more, go in the Facebook group. She runs it. She is the mastermind behind all of it. So you can talk to her over there. You can find it by searching in Facebook for Morning Mama Collective or clicking on the link in the show notes. And I know that she would love to answer your questions there. And I know she has so much more to share. So please ask away. Um, and she would just love to, to do that with you. So Lauren, thank you for being here and um, sharing all of this with us. It has tremendous value. And I know so many are blessed by this. So um, yeah, I just can't thank you enough. You're amazing. Thanks for having me. Right. All right. Love you, mama. All right, mama, I told you, wasn't that just so good? I know I was very, very blessed by that. So I hope you were too. Let me just pray for you. God, I just thank you for Lauren and who she is, God, and what an amazing mother you made her. God, I thank you that you've trusted each of us with these kids, God, which is just such a mind-blowing task, God, but what an honor. Thank you that we get to do this task of teaching them about who you are. God, and thank you that you're so good that it's easy. It's like exciting to share about who you are because it's the most wonderful thing in our lives. God, I just pray for every mama listening, God, as she listens to this, God, we, we pray against any shame or lies that would sneak in and tell her that that she hasn't been done a good enough job or that she's not meeting the mark. God, I pray that your truth would come alongside her and speak that life into her, that she's more than enough. She was made for this task. God, and you're going to bring everything that she needs to her so that she can be the parent that you are calling her to be. God, just help all of us step forward one step. God, help all of us know that we'll never be perfect. We'll never hit every perfect thing we could ever do, God, but we can all take one step forward, God. So please just show us what that is, Lord. And um, we just pray over our kids, God, that they would just all have your heart, God, that they would run after you all the days of their life and not turn to the right or to the left, God. We thank you, God, um, just for this blessing of getting to raise them. So amazing. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Love you, Mama. If you found hope and inspiration in today's episode, then hit subscribe. Make sure you don't miss a moment on this journey of healing. Want to help more mamas enter into the hope and freedom you have found? Please take a moment to leave a review. This helps so much to get Morning Mama seen so that more mamas can find this space. Lastly, please come say hi in our Facebook group, Morning Mama Collective. I would love to meet you and learn your story. Let me know where you're getting stuck in your healing journey so that you can help inspire more episodes. I am so grateful for you, Mama, and I cannot wait to see all that God has in store for you. Mama.